Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the free agency preview episode of the 3P Pod. We are recording this on January 31st, 2020, Friday, after an incredibly busy day in the CFL free agent market already. What do we have? Arbuckle signing with Ottawa. Trevor Harris extension. Mike Moore extension with Edmonton. Avery Williams extension with Ottawa. Devere Posey released. And a few others that we didn't even mention. Wilder yesterday. Wilder yesterday. So we all thought that before we hit the negotiation period of free agency on February 2nd, we'd get together and discuss what we see uh, breaking down over the next couple of weeks and how the rosters are going to be looking when we hit the field in June. Uh, I am John, as you know. With me today are Matt and Tyler. And I I do want to say they may not know who you are because this will be the first official podcast in the new 3P Pod exclusive feed. That's what I thought. So do we want to say a little bit about who and or what we are? What we are is the most cutting-edge Canadian Football League podcast on the market. We observe the games through the lens of lightheartedness and acceptance. We don't question what's happening. We just enjoy. We have a fantasy uh, segment to our pod, which we'll get more into during the season. We love to make predictions about how the outcomes of things. You'll get, you'll see that in this pod, uh, and we love to keep things light. That's how I see our brand, Matt. What do you think? I think that's that's correct. We're gonna lean into the predictions. Oh, uh, we love the predictions. So, yeah. not only CFL, what we'll do is we'll do like a weekly prediction. Maybe in CFL, maybe outside. Obviously, we'll be doing weekly preds as as an example. Games. As an example, a weekly prediction we did two weeks ago was the Conor McGregor Cowboy Cerrone fight, and yours truly predicted it absolutely correctly. So that's how good we are. <laughs> <laughs> Just here's my CV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and as we get into the season with the Preds, you'll see, uh, we'll do, you know, weekly reviews of our, we predict the outcome of every game. Last season, I won for the second time. Uh, On a tiebreaker, let's. First, first two-time champ, just want to say. Uh, but yeah, Tyler, what do you think our brand is? As the only non-Canadian descendant on the podcast, the only one, I'm sort of the red-headed stepchild of the C, the the CFL 3P pod podcast. Uh, I the live third on, P the, is redundant. Yeah. Uh, I'm the only one that's not on the West Coast. Uh, yes. I'm not Canadian. I know, I knew virtually nothing about the CFL until about two and a half years ago. Yeah. So, but now uh, it consumes you. Now it's all I think about. <laughs> it's, why my wife it. le- it's why my wife left me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well worth it. I've given everything to this sport. So I'm going to give you guys a quick breakdown of what we're going to do today on the pod. Uh, We're going to start out by each one of us is going to give our prediction for every all nine teams day one game one starter at quarterback. So that's just going to be quarterbacks. Then we're going to go through and give our personal top five non-quarterback free agents and where we predict they're going to end up at the end of free agency. Uh, We're going to have a fun little game between Tyler and Matt. We're going to do some rapid fire um, free agent picks. Very happy about that. I don't know. It's it's not not going to go well. This is how it's going to go. We'll do a test run. Ready? (laughs) Ready? Terrell Sutton. Um, (laughs) I I don't know. It's too quick for me. I think he's going to go to Calgary. That's a great call because I, I, that's one I've actually thought about. That's a, the only the only thing I've I thought picked, about. I picked big names for that, guys. I did not go deep cuts. I right. wanted to throw a few out there that were like really deep just to see what we were doing, but no, I decided to not do that. Um, then we're going, or before we do our top five non-quarterback free agents, we're going to kind of get into a little bit about the Caleros v. Nichols debate that has pretty much settled itself, but we want to give our two cents. Uh, And then we're going to have a special contribution 
from Tyler, our resident draft expert, as he's going to give us a little peek ahead to the CFL uh, draft. So without further ado, are you guys ready to get into it? Uh, let's do it. Let's All right, we're going to start with the Eastern Conference. Now, I did these alphabetical by city name. I know some people do it alphabetical by team name. That's insane. <laughs> you would have gone team name? No, I go by a city name. No, so the CFL.com CA does it by team name. So the Alouettes I, are always so... first, which is weird. That's so, well, I'm trying to look at the... Like no, if their you... free agency tracker is alphabetical by... No, free agency trackers all over the place. Yeah. The Western Conference is in order by alphabetical by city name, but then the Eastern is Hamilton, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal. I'm, I'm livid. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Anyway, uh, we're going to start off with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, probably one of the better cases of a quarterback competition heading into the season. I believe my man Jeremiah Masoli is going to be their day one starter. Coming off torn ACL, uh, but he won the competition last year for a reason. He's going to win it again this year for a reason. Matt, what say you? I actually have Evans. Oh! I have Dane Evans. Yeah, I have Dane Evans starting. Um, for no other reason than I think it might be a... Well, here's what I think will happen is Jeremiah Masoli, I think he's still recovering. I think it's a long road yeah, back. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've got four and a half months, four mm-hmm. months, something like that until May the, 17th is training camp. That's day training one. camp. So we got a long time for him to recover, um, but it may be kind of a final, you know, Dane, we appreciated what you did. You're a great quarterback. I think it's a huge bummer that he is not a free agent this year. Yes. That really sucks for the poor guy. Yeah. But I think they'll throw him in for one game uh, and, and see how he does. And maybe he does win it after that, but that that's my prediction. Tyler? I'm, I'm, riding, I'm riding with Masoli. Uh, he was my only good fantasy selection in 2018. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And so I, I have named to, my I really team have, after him last year. I really have to hang my hat on that. And he did not. And unfortunately for you, he got hurt. But uh, yeah. he was good on my team. Um, yeah, be- Masoli. I think he's he's just he's he's their guy. It's sort of uh, with yeah. him going into free. He was going to be a free agent this summer, so they had a chance to have Dane Evans on a lower con- lower level contract and pay big money around him. And they decided to bring Masoli back. I think that's very telling. I think the running is a big part of that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, uh, Montreal, not much to say here. He just signed a big contract through 2020 (laughs) that resulted in a bunch of his teammates getting cut. Uh, Vernon Adams Jr. (laughs) is going to be their starter day one. I agree. A much, much different free free agency period this year. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. Big time, Tyler. Do you do you think uh, Matthew Schultz is going to get it done? <laughs> no, no, Vernon Adams. Um, okay, here we get into the what was going to be the big crux of our argument, but a few hours ago, Ottawa settled this for Ottawa. It's going to be the man who in nine games threw for two thousand one hundred and three yards and eleven touchdowns. Nick Arbuckle. I yeah, and so on this guy. I was still holding out hope that my Jan third pred that he'd be backing up Nichols. Yes. Like when they announced it, I go, yeah, that's what I expected them to sign Arbuckle. But when I saw that number, uh, yeah. it was Justin Dunk put out uh, two hundred ten thousand dollars signing bonus. Not a bad payday. No. And then <laughs> four twenty and four thirty a year uh, guaranteed over the next two years. Yeah. That's serious money. Like That's a we, lot of The coach That's... is hanging his career yeah. on Nick Arbuckle. That's more money than Harris got paid last year. Yes. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. By like yes. $100,000. Yikes. So, um, bon chance to the uh, Rouge et Noir. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, what about you? 
Well, I don't, there's nothing to say. It's Arbuckle. Uh, yeah. I don't. I, they're overpaid, uh, and I think it's going to go pretty bad for them. So. Oh my! Oh my! Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Argos. I am saying it's going to be Matt Nichols. I think that's his. That's the best chance to start. Well, it's really his only chance to be. It's his only chance to compete for the day one starting position. So I think he's going to choose Toronto. That's where he'll end up. I think it will be a competition with McLeod Bethel-Thompson, and I think he will win that, and Nichols will be the starter for Toronto week one. Yeah. Well, MBT is still out there. Yes, I know that. So I I think Toronto brings him. I I think Toronto has to bring him back. I think that makes sense. I really don't think there's... What is it like? Bridge is still hanging out there. There's a there's a few guys out there. Brandon Bridge, Jonathan Jennings, Franklin, um, Franklin, Ugh, Dakota Prukup could be like he did. He's you know he's an exciting third stringer, but he's out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's I mean he plays an special, Oregon guy. I mean, he's don't, like... played special teams for the Argos last year, but I think you know who would have thought three years ago that Cody Fajardo, who was the third stringer uh, coming in for the BC Lions on short yardage, would be the where man. he is right now. The man. So I'm saying, like, these guys like Prukup, who are young and haven't had a starting opportunity. Montel Cozart? Anybody? It, yes, it is important where they end up. Um, so we can – and Tyler, it's Nichols for you in Toronto, or what do you got? Yeah, it's Nichols and Toronto. Got to be Nichols. It's got to be Nichols. Okay. If they, if they, they want, I think they were waiting for the dust to settle Argonne. on everything. I think they didn't want to offer yeah. until what they saw. The, the Western the Conference is a lot more boring. But the question uh, is, yeah. is 450 the number? Oh, it can't be. For elite QBs or any QB, like a starting quarterback is now 450. Because last year uh, – Bo Levi, I think he took home six hundred thousand, and was and, and Riley, Riley was seven. Was, no, Riley was under, was less than Bo Levi. Oh, okay. Riley was like five. Okay. And he didn't make the playoffs. Um, so. And then I think last year, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like that's Masoli such a good point. Tyler and Harris made uh, I think around three hundred. That's such so, a good point. Like, and obviously we can get into Caleros's in my opinion, batshit contract um, <laughs> when we get down to that segment. But, like, if last year the Mike Riley debacle in BC showed that you cannot just cash out a bunch of money for your quarterback and not surround them with talent. And also he's 35 years old. Well, he's 34 last And year. so I, I, guess, I guess, but if that's the going rate, you got to pay it. Um, so, like – Perfect segue. BC, Mike Riley will be the starter mm-hmm. uh, week one. Agreed. Everybody say yep. aye. Aye. Now, Calgary. Uh, I know Bo Levi is recovering from an injury, so there's some skepticism that he'll be ready uh, week – or that he might not be ready week one. But I don't – With the, so they just lost their backup in Arbuckle. And I'm, I, I just don't want to like pull a name out of thin air and say he's going to start week one and then Bo will come in when he's healthy. So I'm just going to say Bo Levi Mitchell. Yeah. What about you guys? I think there's yeah, going to be, pr- I think there's going to be pressure on him to start week one. Yo, they got to have a bounce back year. So I think that he, even if he's not 100, percent even if he's 80, percent I think he'll still yeah. be out there and they'll run the, they'll try to run the ball a little bit more. With Kadeem Carey, who they signed recently, extended recently, Correct. and according to Matt Terrell Sutton, well, that we'll get to that. It's actually <laughs> not. Part, it, instead of putting any of the Toronto wide receivers or Calgary running backs into yeah. my top five non QB free agents, I just kind of put those two out there, specifically the Calgary running backs, yeah. because they're go they're not sticking around. It's they already re-signed Kadeem Carey, and yeah, yeah. it's going to be Don. Romar and Terry Williams all right. hitting the market. Oh, it's going to be I think exciting. they're all leaving. Um, Edmonton just signed an extension today. Trevor Harris, uh, you know, he's going to be have a full season of health. I guarantee it. I promise you. 
<laughs> He's going to dominate. Edmonton's winning this thing in a runaway. It's not even going to be close. <laughs> um, what do you guys think? Agree on that? Well, I don't think there's anything to discuss here. <laughs> yeah, nothing to discuss there. Sketch, Fajardo, nothing to discuss. Winnipeg was going to be something to discuss, but they kind of shut the door on that. It is going to be to the tune of in his first year, $490,000 at Caleros. <laughs> hey, Grey Cup winner, Zach Grey Cup champion. Puts a, puts I was, when, Far, when uh, Farhan Lalji tweeted that contract information, I, res- I was I was like, does I guess winning erases memory of erases your memory of a lot of bad things. Yeah, Joe Flacco. That is so much money to fork out <laughs> he's, for somebody he's the with the injury history. It's going to be CFL's Joe Flacco. It very well may be. So that's the end of our quarterbacks. The one other quarterback I did I did make a pred on is Jonathan Jennings. And I'd actually like to see him go back up Vernon Adams in Montreal. Um, just putting that out there. I think that would be get a veteran behind Vernon, help him grow a little bit. I'm just saying. I like it. Are we going to do our We're going to talk about – yeah, now we're going to talk about Caleros and Nichols. Um, this was a debate that raged like a fire throughout CFL Reddit, CFL Twitter, um, our personal group chat for months. Uh, to put everything on the table, I am an ardent Nichols supporter. I was Team Nichols the whole way. You guys, what about yourselves? Yeah, I've always thought that Nichols – is the most like underappreciated quarterback. Oh yes. He's, you know, uh, Harris, Riley, Bo Levi, Masoli, uh, they're kind of the standbys. And then the new crop, Vernon Adams and, uh, Cody Fajardo, but Nichols and you know, he's one in three in the playoffs. Um, had, you know, hadn't won a great cup until now. It's just, it, you know, it makes sense, but, He's he's too good to not get talked about like at all. Yeah, I know he gets no respect. Well, yeah, and then just to get cast aside for a man who was legitimately considered that his career was over at the beginning of last season after after two plays is uh, a lot of disrespect in my opinion. Well, it's it's a calculated decision from O'Shea because yeah. it's not it's not like Nichols is not injury prone. So Nichols has had just no, and I did actually. I wrote, in my notes, I wrote down both guys' complete injury history, and they stack up pretty similarly. Um, the only in terms of number of injuries, the only difference is that Caleros has the concussions, which is the biggest issue. He's had three concussions the past two seasons. Yeah, well, that, that but that's what. But I don't, I don't think they're that. You know, they both have that ACL issue, yeah, but. Yeah. Like Nichols, like front to back, the broken leg, yeah. torn ACL, yep. shoulder, like he's just he just breaks things. For the he poor gets guy. hit hard. He gets hit. He plays football. So I think the the math is any of these, especially the shoulder and the ACL, yeah. for Nichols could go. Where with Caleros, even though he's not as good, if we can protect him, which they obviously can, yeah. with that you know the the O line they've got. We can protect him, hopefully, God willing, from okay. concussions. But, okay, and that's the math. Me, I, don't, I don't agree with that. it. But let me comment on that because the storyline that's been going along and I've seen touted about is that like uh, Claros is clearly the better big play player and clearly the more like electric player. And it's like Marshall Ferguson from TSN tweeted like a passing chart. And Caleros, all his passes from the playoff run were just like dinks and dunks. Yeah. So this, like, clearly he's the more exciting player is not so <laughs> clear to me. I think that I think they're fairly even. I give Nichols the edge, but this I, I don't I truly don't understand where all the Nichols not hate but dismissiveness and Caleros slurping comes from. <laughs> well. I'm, I'm getting the sneaking suspicion that John's love of Matt Nichols is solely based on the fact that he played in Edmonton for four years. That is not it. It's actually because he, <laughs> I appreciate him as a player. And I but think the fact that he good, played on I Edmonton think... plays no factor in your love of him? It actually doesn't, Tyler. You hater. 
<laughs> I I am also on Team Nichols, despite the fact that he played on the team I load the most in the CFL. The Winnipeg, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. What will be interesting this upcoming year is how does this scheme work without Streveler? I I know. I know. Chris Streveler, so I forget who tweeted it, but he took exactly 50% of Winnipeg's snaps last year. Bethel Thompson, that's the between, answer to that. Between got, when, he would come in, when he started versus when he would come in as a backup, he took exactly 50%. Yeah. This is a guy who's going to the NFL. Right. He's going to go. Yeah, how the, how he's are not you going be to replace him? <laughs> he's not available. Yes. Yeah, I I don't know. I I am because this will be interesting. This is very. I feel like Andrew Harris is going to be toting the rock, <laughs> to say the least. Well, and also they have like, yeah, Winnipeg's gonna have a Winnipeg's going to have a lot of holes to fill. I feel, but that is for that keep is that for, line healthy. Keep Andrew Harris eating plenty of calories, and maybe they'll get by. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I, that's kind of my final thoughts on the situation. I'm excited to see it play out. The revenge I, tour. The Let's revenge talk about tour. the revenge tour. The Matt Nichols revenge tour is going to be pretty dope. Tyler, it's your thought. Go ahead on it. Uh, Matt Nichols revenge tour 2020. Uh, get your get your tickets. Uh, you know, get your get. We got the merch table in the back. That's uh, right. Yeah, he's gonna he's those Toronto Winnipeg games. Whew. Are going to be awesome, and especially the game at Winnipeg. He's going to throw the ball sixty-five times. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. I would absolutely love it. Okay, we are now moving on to top five uh, free non-quarterback because we just did a full segment on quarterbacks. Non-quarterback free agents and their destination. And I can say that I went out of my ways to not went out of my way to not pick any. Edmonton players, nor players who I think are going to go to Edmonton. So I am totally bias-free. Ooh, okay. Uh, that's how much of a professional I am. I went the opposite direction. So you are you sending all five <laughs> players to Saskatchewan? I'm I'm not, but there are definitely <laughs> definitely some some Saskatchewan players towards the top of my list. How yeah, that? So like my the way I went about compiling it is I truly tried my best to not. I didn't select you know because I think CFL sends out their top 30 um top 30 free agents and i think the way they do it is they like say truly who is the best and it doesn't matter like what kind of impact you think or not like you know is he more exciting blah blah blah. they'll put an offensive lineman ahead of a quarterback and blah 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 i put my list together like who do i think can have the most biggest impact at their potential new team or who's going to have the biggest impact by staying and that's how I put my list together. Okay. Um, I'll start it off at number five. Returning to the hammer, he led the CFL in punt return yards last year. He was third in kick return yards and added a nice 50 tackles. It's special teams player of the year, Frankie Williams. That's the only guy in my top five who I have staying, but he is the game breaker. He led the year of the return last year, and he's ready to do it again. Okay. I'm, re- I'm realizing that I just oh, mostly God. all picked players who I think are going to stay where they are. Or the That's team, fine. The, That's or, okay. that the te- or that the teams in question should keep them. That's fine. Okay. Matt, you're up next. We're going clockwise. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a dumb thing I'll do, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, oh, very good. My, and I don't know where he's going. I love dumb things. My number five free agent Alex Green. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Shout out. Alex Green. Portland native. Is without a team, which is insane to me. He tweeted last <laughs> year when Sutton signed with the Ticats. He tweeted, I'm ready to go. Uh, it's insane to me. I can't believe this. Dude, he came in and had like some of the most productive <laughs> season and a half in the CFL. And then was just out the back door. I, I'm shocked. And no one's even talking about him. He's not even in the conversation. This is good. And I, so the teams I think he could go to, and I don't even know if he's interested, if he's in shape. He like tweeted what, last summer. That's all I'm saying. Well, I know he, okay, that was, okay. Anyways, 
But uh, BC and um, Calgary Cal- are are in need. I think. Even, see, but do you think BC is in need? I I agree. I know they think their John White, Brandon Rutley backfield, which they don't actually use, <laughs> is good enough. So that's why they resigned them. But I like. I think I'm kind of following you. Where like, they, no, they're actually in need, and they're going to realize it. Yes, I, I think so. <laughs> those are those are my two um, in need teams that Very I think good. should give Alex Green a call. It's so weird that no one's talking about him. Uh, I love the guy. He rocked it um, in 2018, and the fact that he's not on a team is bonkers to me. Very, very good. Tyler? My number five is linebacker for the Calgary Stampeders, Corey Greenwood. Already re-signed. Oh, did he? They did not. Well, the internet did not tell <laughs> me that. This was um, me 45 minutes ago. I'm literally, on their, I'm literally on the website <laughs> yeah, right now. They I'm haven't shown certain. him. I'm pretty certain. Let me check my list. I'm oh, pretty... see, what I did was I searched news. Damn it. No. Um... And you can go on the NFL, the free agent tracker. I'm on the free agent tracker on the web, on the website. It didn't. Oh. No, 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 no. Maybe he didn't. No, I'm sorry. That's on me, Tyler. Okay. Shame oh. on me. I just I checked this like half an hour ago. Shame, shame <laughs> on me. Uh <laughs> Greenwood, when he was healthy, was a very key part, at least in terms of tackling, uh, in the middle of that Calgary defense. And when he got hurt, it was a, like yes. a blow at the end of the season for them. He was averaging yes. about se- seven, almost seven tackles a game. Uh, I like it. Three forced fumbles, two sacks, a pick. And he was just all over the place. And it's, you know, linebackers are really important in the CFL, uh, mm-hmm. if you don't know that already. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, as a leader of their defense, I think getting him back, getting him healthy is uh, – going to be important very good uh my number four he's going to be the perfect counterpart counterpart to kyron moore he's staying in sketch it's shaq evans Woo! number four number that is four. also uh my number four really yeah <laughs> that's awesome and i also have him that's my number that's sketch. my number that's my number one <laughs> you, you can't you can't like i feel like sketch has the perfect recipe right now in terms of their top two receivers not like kyron moore was so electric in the playoffs last year and in that or in the playoff game he played um because oh. they only had one sorry um but yeah, they're gonna keep Shaq Evans. He's he dealt he played through injury almost the whole second half of the season. He's gonna stay healthy, and they're just gonna build something nice there with Fajardo. I love to hear you say it, John. I think it's true, Matt. Your feelings? Uh, I agree. I think he ex- explosive. Um, it's they obviously have a winning ish formula. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and I think they just keep uh, keep plugging away. No need to, and I think everyone there knows it. No one's getting antsy. Seems like they feel they've got unfinished business yes. uh, in the 2020 season. Yes. I think everyone's, you know, obviously Fajardo, he's there, uh, Kyron Moore, and they're ready to to plug right on ahead. My number no, four no, no. is a wide receiver, Armonte Edwards. Oh my! That is a wild number four, but I respect the hell out of he's it. He's a thousand-yard receiver. Matt Nichols, he is. Matt Nichols is going to need someone to throw to next year when they sign him. He's a very important sign. They really don't have anybody else right now to throw to. So unless, I love that. Unless they make a move for somebody, it's going to be imperative that they re-sign Edwards that so that Nichols is not just left hanging. This plays perfectly into my number three because they are going to need to sign somebody because Daryl Walker is signing with Ottawa because they're going to say because that dude they, I think Ottawa is has to be the team to watch. I feel like they are feeling the pressure from last year. They know that they have to put some big names on the team to right the wrongs of the Trevor Harris, Greg Ellingson. Pal, Sir Vincent Rogers, disaster, and I think what what do you give your new franchise quarterback? A nice weapon to throw it to. So I have Daryl Walker going to Ottawa. That's a pretty good one. Uh, my what are we on three? Uh, my number three is Solomon Elamimian. Oh, that's a good three. Who is going to be 
sticking with Scatch. Oh, uh, good. Uh, and I think for the same, for a very similar reason to to Shaq Evans, um, I feel like Saskatchewan, uh, more than any team, has a, a fairly co. It feel, they feel cohesive. <sighs> you know, it it seems like obviously BC. It's just kind of all over the place. They don't have the parts together. Um, Winnipeg seemed like they were fairly cohesive, except at the very top of the quarterback level. Now that's all blown to smithereens. Mm-hmm. Um, probably Hamilton's pretty cohesive, but it feels like Saskatchewan, more than any other team, is ready to play. And I think everyone's bought in on that. So I think Elamimian's back in the sketch. Very good. I love it. My number three is... C.J. Gable. Oh! Of the Where's he going? Uh, there are a few teams that need a running back. He may... Is it possible... John, you're more of an expert on this. Is it possible that, that Edmonton... No, nah, it's over in Edmonton. I, I, I have C.J. at two, and... Where do you have I, I think at? Edmonton has pivoted to Shaq Cooper. Well, they, yeah, they they pivoted they pivoted to him, then they traded for Jordan Robinson. So they're going for like a scat back kind of thing. I think Gable could go to BC. That's where I have him, uh, dude. Which is crazy because BC re-signed two running backs, but at the same time, I totally agree that they need a third. They need, a, and they also he's a workhorse. He had like two hundred carries last year. They need I, they, they need to give Matt. Uh, it, they need to make sure Mike Riley stays healthy because he's thirty five years old. Mm-hmm. And it means that you're going to need to run the ball. It doesn't make any sense that, but when you, on paper, but when you think about it, you think about how BC utilizes their running backs and you think, yeah, they actually do need a third that's going to make them use them. Yeah. Um, I think this is not on my list, but if, um, if Edmonton is to go out and get a running back, I would look at somebody more the Don Jackson, Terry Williams type. I don't know if they're even going to have a bruiser in their backfield. Uh, just putting that out there. Makes sense. All right. So you've given your third. It's my second. Yes. Yep. So we were speaking of BC. You know what they need to do? They need to shore up the middle of their defensive line. You know how they're going to do that? They're going to add Oregon State alum and former Hamilton Tiger Cat Dylan Wynn. And he is going to get in there, and he's going to get mean, and he's going to get angry, and he's going to provide that defense with some stops that they weren't able to get last year. Number two. Very nice. My number two is C.J. Gable. I, I do see Edmonton pivoting away. Yeah. Um, and I had him going to B.C. Very good. Yeah. Tyler? Uh, my number two is Cameron Judge. Ooh. I think that might be John's number one. It might be. <laughs> and he needs to stay in sketch. He is the heart and soul of that defense. Uh, he plays special teams. He gets touchdowns, picks, sacks. He's just an energy guy. He's the kind of glue that holds that whole thing together. So, yes. If Sketch is really going to make a run at this thing, I think the offense is a known quantity or is becoming a known quantity. Uh, so the defense is going to need to be uh, stout. So, you guys ruined the surprise, (laughs) but Cameron Judge is my number one pick. And I think they are going to not pay Solomon Elamimian the big money that he'll command and respect and should as a veteran player. What they are going to do is they're going to pay Judge a nice new contract, and they're going to have the ratio breaker in their defense uh, for a good time coming if he doesn't end up going to the NFL. But, uh, yeah, Cameron Judge is my number one. And now that I've completed my or go ahead and complete everybody's list Shaq because Evans, we need to we talk talk, about talk, Willie we, Jefferson. Shaq Evans, we talked about it. You talked about Shaq. Matt, who's your number one? Darvin Adams. Oh, oh dude, I, I just left him off, but yes. Yeah, uh, and I think he's agree. heading to Toronto with Matt Nichols. Ooh. And I also think that Walker is sticking around. I that is, love that it. Would be, that would be so, would, so awesome. So are I think SJ they or Armani or the odd men out? Uh, I probably um, – I think Armani's the odd man out, and their front 
front three are Walker, Green, and Adams. Armani's probably thinking, you finally get a quarterback, and now you're going to let me go. And, uh, <laughs> like, I know. Like, I played really crazy. well with but this I also garbage think, you give uh, me. Edwards, like, Edwards is, is he nearing 30? He is. But also, what we should talk about, about the Toronto receiver stats, another um, another graph Marshall Ferguson tweeted out. He's 31. He, he would take is a, the a amount of snaps Toronto around. played. Uh, down certain scores or up certain oh, scores. Stat in the world. They played more stats down by 20. Snaps. 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 Sorry. Down by 20 than tied. And so they were throwing the ball all the time. And so I, I think while the Toronto receiving court is very good, there's a reason they were like all over a thousand yards. That's a good point. Um, I left Willie Jefferson off my list. He was number six for me. We've had conflicting reports. Now, he is, if, if it was for sure he's staying in the CFL, he's my number one far and away. Um, but the, uh, I've now blank on his name, but the Winnipeg GM says it looks like the NFL for him. We're not going to, you know, it's going to be the NFL. Farhan thinks that, He's not going to the NFL, and that it's going to be Winnipeg. So, I so I think another reason I left him off is this: you know, the consensus is if he stays in the CFL, he's staying in Winnipeg. So that kind of doesn't make it a lot of fun, but mm-hmm. good for him. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, you know uh, the CFL writers they had him at the number one overall yeah. spot, which which is correct. It's just not as fun to yeah. to talk about. No, agreed. <laughs> Agreed, um, yeah, and why? Well, and I, I briefly had talked about it, but the other one, the other, you know, um, conversation is Calgary running backs and Toronto yes. wide receivers because there's going to be a lot of movement there. So much I turnover, believe. it's going to be crazy. Yeah, indeed. Um, let's get into some rapid fire, boys. Oh God! And basically, so how this works? If you've never played a rapid fire game before is I say a name and you say the team they're going to. If you don't have a good reason, you just say that's where they're going. If you if you can think on your feet, you say why they're going there. Uh, we already practiced with Terrell Sutton. Matt, you said? I said Calgary. Tyler, you said nothing. BC. So say a team, BC. Okay. Chris Rainey. He, is he currently in Toronto? Yes. Um, he'll stick around in Toronto. Okay. Toronto. All right, now we get to the wide, wide receivers, so we have some our, of our favorites. S.J. Green. S.J. Green stays in Toronto. <laughs> S.J. Green goes to Winnipeg. Oh, I like that. Ooh, I love it. Another that. Winnipeg guy. Matt, you already said his name. Darvin Adams. Like Darvin Adam goes to Toronto. Yep. Everybody's going to Toronto. <laughs> We're on to Cleveland. Um, <laughs> you know what? BC. Uh, you know they need to get Mike Riley some help out there. He need, they really need to like they spent a lot of money to sign him. It's time to if they're gonna do this thing. I mean, Tyler, gonna... they have Deron Carter. Oh God. Locker room. Locker. Deron Carter, destroyer of locker room. Okay, I, I want to talk com- about this. Sorry, we haven't compartmentalized talked... how. Like not deep BC is not at all deep. the other positions. I, I just I've kind of put that out of my mind because I was so hyped. Uh, I was so hyped for Riley and BC, no. and I just forgot like they don't have any other players for him to fucking throw it to or hand it off to. How did you not? How did you not Deron drive, Carter, hold on, hold on. I want to talk about Deron Carter. Deron Carter said recently in an interview that he would like to play the game till he's forty. Now, this is a man who has given away play calls due to his effort. If it was a running play, he would be so uninterested that the other team would know what his team is going to run. How, and he's burned bridges throughout the league. How does he plan on playing till 40? It just doesn't make sense. XFL. He's an XFL guy oh, all Deron over Carter him. Carter is God. an XFL guy. Deron Carter truly... If I'm an XFL GM, I'm looking straight at Deron Carter like, you are yeah. my guy. Um, what about Naman Roosevelt? <sighs> I, 
I think it, the he'll. I think they're gonna pay. He's gonna have to take a maybe a little bit of a salary cut to stay on Sketch. But I think. See, he, I I think SJ goes to Sketch. Uh, Naman Roosevelt. Toronto. I think I think Naman sticks. I think they keep a veteran wide receiver around at a at a pro-rated price if he'll take it. And then to, with just a few just a few more. What about last year's? Highest played defense, highest paid defensive player, Micah Johnson. He made two hundred and fifty thousand last year. I don't think he'll get that this year. With Sketch. Uh, I. You know who needs who needs Micah Johnson? Does Sketch? Does Sketch need Micah Johnson? That's the that's the question I'm asking myself. I don't know. They already extended Charleston Hughes. Extended AC Leonard. I think he goes to Montreal. I like it. I think he goes to Hamilton. All right, here's one of my – this guy was number six on my list. Ratio breaker in the middle, Cleon Lang. Oh. Edmonton. I don't, I, I, I Edmonton. Even though we just re-signed Mike Moore. Bring start, him in and just make the best D-line in the league. Am I allowed to admit when I, really, when I don't know? We're starting to get too deep know. for what, Tyler and myself. Yeah. I know. I have one more. <laughs> one more. The top special teams free agent. Outside of Frankie Williams, Lewis Ward. Sounds like a boxer from the '60s. You know Louis Ward. He's the kicker for the Red Blacks. Set the right. North American record for consecutive field goals made. We are we're, we're out of our depth <laughs> right now. We are way out of our depth. <laughs> All right, I think we that was pretty fun though. That was so, good. Was anyway, good. we'll we'll make sure you know this will be released, so we'll have evidence of everybody's right or wrong predictions. And we will go over these uh, on the free agency review podcast. But before we exit, Tyler, tell us something about the CFL draft. Strap in, pour yourself a glass of whatever you'd like to drink, and let me tell you about the 2020 CFL draft. Thank you. Uh, I've got a few different segments of this. Um, I'm going to go over just uh, general stuff about the draft. Um, I will do give you the top five names of the draft. So it's good. just how, how good their no name. No relation to their skill. No just relation to their skill. Just the best names entering <laughs> the CFL. I'm going to give you the current top five projected picks, and then I'm going to give you my my, my mock draft for the first round. Oh, I love it. Okay, so we first need to start with uh, what's going on in the draft. So because um, Arbuckle signed an extension with Ottawa, um, Calgary gets the first pick, and Ottawa moves to six. True, true. So that's huge that Calgary gets to be the first pick ever ha- having a, you know, being one of the top three teams last year. Um, Hamilton gets an extra pick from Montreal going back to the Johnny Manziel trade. Woo-hoo. Uh, so they get an extra first and third round pick. He panned out. Or no, he just, they just get the extra pick for the first round. And then Toronto gets an extra pick in the first and third rounds because of the Claros trade. Oh, very good. Um, so Winnipeg gives up a pick there. Um, okay, so in a, the so these are the uh, the CFL writers or whoever's doing this. Who who the hell knows who's ranking these players? But uh, in the top twenty, uh, we've got quarter two quarterbacks, five wide receivers, no running backs, Ooh. two linebackers, one defensive back, four defensive linemen, five offensive linemen, and one kicker. Yes. Um, so the biggest game. So they did. They released a list in um, September, sort of their first twenty, and then they released a December ranking. So the biggest drop, uh, person who dropped was Sage Doxeter, who is an offensive lineman from New Mexico State, from Welland, Ontario. Uh, he was ranked as fourth, and he is now unranked. Oof. So he either sage. I couldn't figure. I couldn't find why. I wasn't sure if he, he did, did look like he might. Sometimes have been injured, research but, on ca- Canadian college football is comes up bare. Uh, so there wasn't much as to why he didn't. Why he dropped so far? I'm thinking either he got in trouble or he got hurt in the off season. Okay. That's or hurt during the season, I guess, because it was in September, so it was mid mid college season. Uh, the biggest gainer. Uh, there's a couple unranked guys that entered the top 25. I. I I think I would go with uh, receiver Rice and John from Simon played at Simon Frazier, who was unranked in the September ranking and then now is uh, 11th on the draft board. 
Um, okay, top five names of the draft. At number five, we've got Brendan O'Leary Orange. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. Wide receiver. That's number five? Wide receiver from Nevada. This is going to be huge. Uh, number four is Adam Alclair. Oh, you love a French name. Love a French name. <laughs> Spell that for me. A U C L A I R. Huh? Uh, how to do? I, pretty good. I was just wondering. Uh, number three, we've got Mark Antoine Decoir. <laughs> love it. Love it. Number two, Tyler Turnowski. Who was a wide receiver at Waterloo University? Uh, oh, I should have said Mark Anthony Decroix uh, is a defensive back, uh, University of Montreal, and Adam Alclair, uh, linebacker at Laval University. Brendan O'Leary Orange, a wide receiver at Nevada. <laughs> I can't believe Brendan O'Leary Orange is number one. <laughs> number one is the kicker from UCLA, JJ Molson. Oh, of course. <laughs> Yes. Classic. Uh, now I get it. Um, okay, so those I are your just, top five names of the draft. How I wa- really want I want to talk to some of these uh, French Canadians about what it was like to go through life with a French name and have people pronounce it cor- correctly. <laughs> because all I've been accustomed to my entire life is people butchering my last name. How? How? Uh, I think I did all right on that one. You did great. Oh, you did great. Um, yeah, you know, you did great. You did so good. <laughs> okay. Tyler, what's the so next the, segment? So the, the next part is the, the who's the current top five. Uh, oh, so the, yeah. cur- the current top five are ranked as such. Number five is uh, offensive lineman Thomas Jack Kurd, Kurdia. Kudyarla. It's a really weird one. K-U-R-D-Y-L-A. Kurd, Kurdula. Um, I don't even know what – where they are. Played at I, uni- I can't help you. I'm almost played- certain that's Yiddish. Uh, played at univer- played at University of Buffalo. Uh, kind of an undersized lineman. Uh, he's pretty highly rated though, 6'4", 295, which is kind of small-ish for him to be this up high up. But I digress. Oh, lineman. Number four, uh, uh, Carter O'Donnell, offensive lineman out of Alberta. Uh, number three is Nathan Rourke, quarterback, yes. o- Ohio University. Yep. Uh, number two is Chase Claypool, wide receiver, Notre Dame. And number one is Neville Gallimore, defensive lineman, Oklahoma, who is, uh, little known fact, first Canadian to play in the All-American Bowl. That is a little known fact. In high school. It is a very little known fact. (laughs) All right, uh, the the moment you've all been waiting for, my mock draft of the first round. Uh, I'll have some little, I'll have some little, I'll have some little nuggets of uh, information in here about some of the players, especially especially the Edmonton player I have going. So the first pick. Sorry, before you start, I'm just imagining you in a dark room going through these these mock drafts, like pulling your hair out. And oh my god, this took me like heard of this these took people me like before. You're starting from absolute zero. And oh it's man, cracking me up. It took me like an hour and a half to get this mock draft right. So. <laughs> If it, if it goes bottoms up and I'm not even close, I I do have a question and I couldn't find much information about it. Now, is the what in what way does the NFL draft influence the CFL draft? If somebody's drafted, if one, some of these guys are drafted in the NFL draft, what happens? No, nobody's gonna be. It's like if you're drafted in the CFL draft, uh, the chances are that they understand you're you have potential to be signed as a free agent. In the like, if you're a high NFL prospect, a team might take a eighth round or ninth round pick on you. Okay, yeah, there's some legit. So there's talent. a there's, there's, a, there's a wide receiver. At the top there's a wide draft. receiver who played at Notre Dame, who's from BC. He's going to play in the NFL. He will probably not be drafted by a CFL team until the last, final rounds because they they know he's not going to be available but they may draft him as a means of keeping him it within the system right okay well that in mind i did do the draft some of this the first first two picks maybe even some of the other guys may end up in the nfl so i didn't keep that in mind i just went for the talent don't don't and, keep and, anything in mind and the position in need yes okay so to calgary i have wide receiver Claypool, who you just mentioned from Notre Dame, Chase, yeah, so, Chase Claypool. Yes, uh, he dominated. He's very good. He had 1,300 yards last season. Yeah, thir- so he thir- will not be the first pick. Th- or a thousand yards, 13 touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely not going to be the first pick, but 
He's the best in the draft. Though. He's the best in the draft. So we're gonna yeah. have... uh, wait. So are we doing best in the draft, or are we doing no, a mock draft? No, he's doing a mock draft. I'm doing a mock draft. I asked the question. I just didn't under, quite understand the, oh. the, the, <laughs> yes. the rules of the NFL draft and its impact on the CFL draft. Because some of these guys, they had like NFL draft profiles, and they were like, "Oh, this guy might be like a third rounder." And I was like, "Shit, well, what if he gets drafted? <laughs> Why is he on the CFL draft ranking board?" Um, so yes, uh, Chase Claypool, wide receiver, Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, he dominated at Notre Dame. Yeah, he's a six, really good player. 6'4", big guy. Um, I could see him. There's there is some concerns from NFL scouts that he's just not good at running routes, and that he's just not going to do very well in the NFL because they were. Neither more... is DK Metcalf, but look what he did. That's true. This guy's not DK Metcalf though. Um, no. Second pick, uh, the number one overall prospect rated, uh, Neville Gallimore, defensive lineman, Oklahoma. Now this one. Is interesting because whereas Claypool is a pretty much lock NFL player, Gallimore didn't really do very much in college. He was kind of a ho-hum defensive lineman, but here he is like really high on this board. Um, I think that Toronto needs to address the fact that they suck at covering the run. Uh, and so <laughs> it'll Don't be Neville, words. It'll be Neville Gallimore going uh, in the second pick to them. Uh, and I think he'll be able to start almost immediately for them. They have a, a need. Okay. Uh, Third pick is going to be Carter O'Donnell, offensive lineman out of Alberta. He's, I picked him uh, over uh, the other guys because he's just the biggest. He's 6'6", 220. Uh, BC needs to protect Mike Riley. They need to run the ball more, so they're going to go offensive lineman. They just have to. Uh, they can't afford to have Riley get hurt again this year. Uh, number four, the pick that you guys are going to be most interested in, going to Edmonton. Is Rice and John, wide receiver Simon Frazier. He's 6'7, 230. Ooh, sweet mama. Uh, he, in an interview, he said that if he could be any character from a movie or television show, he would be Michael Jordan in Space Jam. <laughs> that is so cheating. That is so cheating. <laughs> Um, I would like to point out that Rice and John is also is also white, so that makes. It I fun, would like funnier. to be John Malkovich from being John Malkovich. <laughs> that is cheating, Bryce. Um, just, gonna... just, just, just so you know, he also he also missed three games his sophomore year because of his GPA, and he had to go to summer school. Okay, thanks for the info. So he missed, missed three games. The seasons are very short up, up in Canada, so it's actually a big deal that he missed three games. That's like half the season. Um, number five pick to Hamilton, Mason Bennett, defensive lineman, North Dakota. Led this team in sacks, nine. Tackles for losses, 14. He gets after the quarterback. He's legit. Uh, some some things said that maybe he'd go at the very end of the NFL draft. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna say it's not gonna happen. Uh, Good just, for you. Just because he's going to go to Hamilton. That's right. The number six pick, Ottawa. Wide receiver, Dijon Brissett. Wide receiver and kick returner from University of Virginia. Uh, he played at Richmond and transferred to Virginia. He wasn't quite as good at Virginia, but he was really good at Richmond, which is probably more the talent level that he's going to be playing against in the CFL. No whoa, offense to the whoa, CFL. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, the great offense was taken. Um, <laughs> yeah, he really wasn't given much of a chance at, at UVA, unfortunately. So, but he is a really good kick returner. Uh, so that will play. He will definitely be kick returning uh, for a team, and I think it's going to be Ottawa, uh, oh, yeah. who now needs to give some weapons to their quarterback. Uh, number seven going to Sketch. Okay, this guy's from Haiti, which I was a little confused about. He's the only non-Canadian on this list. Does Haiti count? He probably has Canadian citizenship there through something. Okay. And that being said, I can barely pronounce his name. <laughs> his, na his name is Kettle Ass. <laughs> How do you spell his name? First name, maybe it's Kettel. Let's go with Kettel Ass. Spell it. K-E-T-E-L. Okay, Cattell. Last name Ass, A-S-S-E. Asse. Oh, yeah, Cattell. Cattell Asse. You're not wrong. I mean, the name is just Kettle Ass. <laughs> Offensive lineman from Laval. Uh, actually, just a, a smidge uh, 
lighter than Carter O'Donnell. So actually, a I think a steal for them there. Uh, I think they skip over the fifth, uh, the rated five guy, and they go to the next guy. So they skip Jack Curdula, Curdula, whatever his name is. And You're I think having they, a I, tough one with that. I think they go. I, I think they. I think they go with Cattell instead, just going for the size. Um, just so you know, the next pick is going to be your new favorite CFL player going okay. to Hamilton. Mark Antoine Decroix is a defensive back from University of Montreal. His major was video game studies. <laughs> <laughs> that is legendary. <laughs> he, is, uh, he is my new favorite player. He, he, <laughs> we need to get him wait, on the drop. Just w wait a minute. I have more insight onto him. Um, you are the best draft analyst. <laughs> this is amazing. You've done he, this all in two days. Congratulations. He's a white defensive back. Love you love, which you love to see. A little Jason Seahorn for you. Uh, shout out <laughs> Jason Seahorn. Uh, he has hair that probably touches the bottom of his shoulder blades. Okay, it's, a little flow. Oh, big time flow. He was rocking, from the pictures I saw, he was rocking a pretty sweet mustache for a long time. I'm hoping he kept it. He, he looked like an extra in Almost Famous. Oh, my. <laughs> Which is pretty that, great. That's great. Uh, so uh, he also gets off blocks really well. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have him going to Hamilton. Hamilton's biggest problem, and they went. So I have them pick. There are two picks. I have them taking uh, a defensive lineman first, and then going defensive back. I have them going defensive back because they need guys who can get off blocks and tackle and get like get to the running back from the sideline. And uh, yes. he played in he played in Canada, didn't play in the U.S. So he's used to he's used to like having to run side to side, and on film, very good at getting off of receivers and getting to the running back. So I love it. Uh, yeah, Mark Antoine Decroix, uh, maybe my favorite player in this draft. Uh, and then finally, the ninth pick, uh, Toronto going with Thomas Jack, uh, just because they need. What was his last name? Curd. Oh, Curdula. Curdula. Curd Curd yeah. Uh, just uh, he he's the best available there. I think it's actually you know they're getting a fifth round uh, value at the nine pick. Um, I did not include Nathan Rourke. Um, I think teams mostly have their quarterback situations out, and I looked at historical CFL drafts at least like mostly the last two years. Quarterbacks don't go. Historical <laughs> CFL <laughs> mostly the last two years. I love it, Tyler. I absolutely love this. Um. So uh, quarterbacks tend to not go as high. Um, so I and I also think now that it's now this is this is one that's most realistic. He's probably going to get drafted in the NFL. He was very good. He had 60 touchdowns and 20 interceptions in college. He also ran for eight, at least 800 yards every season for the last three seasons, <laughs> with like a com with a completion percentage in the high 60s. So uh, a lot of a lot of the drafts people were talking about him going middle rounds. So very uh, good. So he probably so him being left off is probably realistic. If somebody just wants to get him and stash him, maybe. But I think he's one of those guys that he needs to go somewhere he'd start pretty much immediately. Okay, I so dig it, Tyler. I just don't see that. That was, really that was good. so good for your first entry into draft analysis. Yeah, I'm pretty looking forward to the draft. I gotta be honest. That was amazing. This is what we wanted to bring the people, you know, a well-rounded coverage of the CFL and draft analysis was somewhere we were lacking, and I knew there was one man for the job. The only man for the job. The only man. T-Press. Guys, any uh, parting shots before we sign off? And, you know, we have less than 48 hours until the free agent uh, bargaining window opens and all hell breaks loose. Yeah, I got a parting shot. What's up? J.J. Molson is ranked in the top 20 players to be drafted. Top 20. Yes. He was 8 of 14 on field goals last year. I'm not sure what to tell you about that. <laughs> 8 of 14. He did punt a lot. No, he didn't punt at all. I thought it was points, not punts. He didn't punt at all. <laughs> he's just a really mediocre kicker. But he's somehow in the top 20 of this draft. I don't understand. I will say this. He did only miss one extra point in college. Good for him. Those but are he, close, though, in college. But he's, but he's a sub-70% field goal kicker. That's bad. Maybe um, he's uh, – yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I rest my case. Other than, I think he's I'm just, not I think the he's draft there for, analyst. He's there for the cool name. I'm just saying it. 
He's there for the. He's it, maybe his family owns Molson, but he's there. For the, he's a his name. His family doesn't own it, but I think he descends from the people who started it. Which is like which that. is he's got clout, and these some of these teams are just looking for clout. <laughs> you know who's not gonna draft him? Scatch, because that's Pilsner country. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. Matt, parting shots. No, I just I'm excited. So I think at this point we're. Um, Bi-weekly? Yeah, we're going to be bi-weekly, hopefully. Prob- realistically, we're going to have a pod after free agency. We'll yeah. then have probably another pod closer to the draft. We will then take probably two months off because we don't find the time to get together. <laughs> and we will then have weekly episodes during the season. Certainly weekly during the season. What I'd like to do is just kind of do... Um... Just pred stuff. Uh, like, yeah. There's a lot of sports going on. All the time. It's all I watch. <laughs> so maybe we do just some pred stuff. I agree. Just general pr- predictions or sports talk. Although that's really not what I want to get on, into. But I do want to do a semi-regular pod. So, yeah. Um, no, this is good. It went way longer than I thought we would. Um, we had have, a lot uh, to talk about. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, we'll sign it off. Thanks, guys, for listening. Peace, guys. We'll catch you later.